so I'm in the basement. I'm in my my third attempted studio in this house. Yeah, and the I don't know. I've lost count of how many studios we've had between the two of us for recording. You know, all the satellite locations for no. Oh my god, there's so 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 many. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, did you guys get douched with snow up there? Oh, my God. Yeah, we have 14 inches in the backyard. Oh, my gosh. That's like three years ago or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. I think last or not last year. Um, yeah, it came up in my time hop. It was 2017. It was three yeah. feet in, in one day. It's not nearly wow. that bad, but it's <laughs> good. Lord, it is bad. It's up to my hips on the back deck just because of like the uh, the wind blowing it all over the place. That is crazy. Yeah, we got like, I don't know, six to eight inches here, probably closer to six. Yeah. Um, so it's really just kind of pretty. <laughs> so you guys yeah. aren't stuck in the house doing doing nothing? <laughs> no, we actually went out yesterday for a little bit, and I kind of, oh you know, God. the family just kind of drove Sarah around um, <laughs> while she, you know, we've never been, we you know, we've never been able to go to like after Christmas sales and stuff, because we always leave yeah. on the 26th, and so, you know, but but I mean, everything had been amazingly picked clean i mean I, maybe people get there at nine maybe um Jeez. maybe they maybe they buy it all out on christmas eve i have no idea but like everything was all the the cupboards were bare by the time we even got there pretty like i don't know early <laughs> afternoon on the 26th that's ridiculous yeah i know. I, I i guess uh i guess people being there super early would be the only reason right mm-hmm. yeah yeah they must just uh make a thing i know my dad used to do that like on the 26th like go out and get you know all the wrapping paper for next year and stuff. Yeah, we got some bags and some bows and stuff like that. Uh, should we get going? Yeah, we can get going. All right. Welcome to No Hugging, No Learning. It's a show about one thing: watching Seinfeld for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Hollowell. And today we will be talking about the Showerhead, uh, season seven, episode fifteen. But uh, before that, we did have some homework that neither Ted or I'll remember any context for because it's been like a month. No, absolutely not. <laughs> God, I, 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 looking at the notes for what we did for the Cadillac, I'm like, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> yeah, because Ted and I recorded that, and then we put it out in two different sections, and then we did our Christmas special, which, by the way, you should definitely listen to. It may be our best Christmas special ever. And, <laughs> and then, Definitely and not of the best end. movie, that's for sure. No, no. I think that is uh, why it, what made it so great, is it's the worst... <laughs> movie we've ever watched or the I, I I liked uh one of the whenever I posted about this on uh I, I think it was day after Christmas I posted about it again and uh somebody comments is like did you know that there's another Christmas story sequel called My Summer Story and I just commented I'm like oh we touched on that I didn't yeah. want to uh I didn't want to give away the whole uh Ralphie being a bottom theory <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, I forgot about that. Jesus yeah, Christ. It's, it's so good. And that's the reason, like, normally I would share, uh, you know, like, I would share episodes and stuff, but I just talked too much about ejaculation in the Christmas special to, like, <laughs> even entice my mom a little bit to go, well, maybe I should check out what Tim is doing. Uh, and then... <laughs> oh, you mean you you don't think your mom wants to hear you doing an impression of Gene Shepard jizzing in his pants? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. I may not be... Forget this Christmas. I may not be invited next Christmas. If that's him's <laughs> you know, a lost cause, that's what I'm 
But yeah, it's great. So we did have some homework though from the Cadillac. So see what you see what you can piece together, Ted, from your memory regarding this. Uh, the first thing I wanted to bring up was uh, about the actress who played Katie, who is oh geez. <laughs> <laughs> now was the Cadillac the Marissa Tomei episode? It is. Yes. Right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Katie is the friend. Jeez. Katie is the friend who knew Marissa Tomei and said George is her type. Katie was played by Annabelle Gerwich, who is an author, actress, television host, most recognizable from her stint as co-host on Dinner and a Movie on TBS, which we definitely remember. Whoa, in that we've talked about that before. It, probably because of this actress last episode. Oh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I 100% think that's it. Because we did know, and I was like, yeah, she was on Dinner and a Movie, and I just want to see where else I might recognize her from. Mm -hmm. um, but that, that show was hosted by chef Claude Mann and comedian Paul Gilmartin throughout its run. Annabelle Gerbich was the first co-host from 96 to 02. Then uh, they had two others, Lisa Kushel from 02 to 05 and Janet Varney from 05 until the show ended in 2011. Wait, dinner and a movie went through 2011? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I, I, I remember watching it whenever I was like, I don't know, 10, I think. Yeah. What, 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 when did you say it was started? It started in 96 with Annabelle. Okay. Oh, my God. I know. Yeah, I definitely remember it from those days. I did not know it was still on in, in 2011. Uh, but uh, Annabelle Gerwich, you, I mean, is just one of those other recognizable actors from the Seinfeld universe that has been in a ton of stuff from The Cable Guy to this movie that I discovered like I used to stay up, you know, pretty late. Obviously, when I was in in college and afterwards, before I had like a, a job where I had to get up very early, I used to stay up very late. And we had, you know, HBO or Showtime or something like that, and, and they would show these movies. Uh, this is like pre DVR, you know, and, mm -hmm. and maybe even it was like pre streaming and everything. Um, but they'd show these movies, and you discover cool stuff overnight because they just showed these movies that weren't very popular, but they had maybe some. Like I remember one, oh, a movie with Steve Zahn, like one of his first movies called Freak Talks About Sex, and like I never. <laughs> would have seen that movie but it's like so it was like just such a great movie um and he plays like this dude's you know funny friend and um but then there was also a movie called melvin goes to dinner that i saw and it's from 2003 so that's the year i graduated so again perfect you know prime time for me to be watching it when it was eventually on hbo or cinemax or whatever but get this i did not know like i have a i have a, a hazy memory of this movie the only person i knew that was in it was um uh, uh jenna fisher who went on to play Pam in The Office. And I oh, was yeah. like, oh, that's cool. She plays like a, a hostess or something in the system at the table. And then so as I was looking this up and I saw Annabelle Gerwich was in it, um, it was directed by Bob Odenkirk. And the four main stars include Stephanie Courtney, who is now Flo from Progressive. And by oh the way, God. how old do you think Flo from Progressive is? Uh, oh, good Lord. I don't know. <laughs> how 50. old is she? She's 50? I know. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but the, here's who else is in this movie as extras or in small roles. In 2003, a lot of these were not big names. Like, David Cross is in it. I know I know who that, I knew who that was in 03 because of Mr. Show. But David Cross is in it. Jenna Fisher. So is Fred Armisen, who I didn't know in 03. Jack Black, who was still basically like <laughs> that guy from Tenacious D in 03. Kristen Wiig, who was, I, I don't, I, I think a few years from SNL maybe at that point. I'm not sure. Scott Adsit, a.k.a. Pete from 30 Rock. And he also <laughs> did a Moral Oral on uh, Adult Swim. Director James Gunn has a small acting role in it. Mark Evan Jackson, who plays Holt's husband, Kevin, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. 
And the movie is on Netflix right now, apparently. And I can't wait to go back and revisit it at some point. What is uh, what is this movie called? It's called Melvin Goes to Dinner. Okay. I don't even know if I said that. <laughs> Maybe I didn't I even say that. I don't know. I, I feel like you I feel like you did at the like very beginning of you talking about it, but I, I thought you were still talking about the, the Steve Zahn freak talks about sex. No, no. This is Melvin okay. Goes to Dinner, and it's got all these people that in 03, I had no idea who any of them were. Um, <laughs> even up into... Up- to and including maybe well I, you know, I mentioned david cross so i'm sure i knew bob mm-hmm. odenkirk maybe that's why i sought it out i don't remember why i sought it out maybe it was his first movie he directed and i was still a big mr show fan so i was just trying to consume as much i don't know what made me go oh yeah let me check this out besides it being on probably late at night uh, <laughs> yeah i'm on a i'm gonna channel. i'm gonna admit uh i heard you say early 2000s movie with steve zahn and i immediately thought of saving silverman and uh then i heard you mention jack black and then i was like oh yeah he's definitely talking about saving silverman <laughs> yeah no definitely i mean th- that's a great one too that was that was in heavy rotation <laughs> when it was out but but i don't even remember when like freak talks about sex is like such early steve's on um mm-hmm. you know it, it, I, I don't know when that movie was made but <laughs> what, um what, what is steve zahn doing now i don't know i think he had a <laughs> he had a television show he did was in he something. yeah like one of those like law style ripoff shows where a bunch of people disappear, or a bunch of people appear. One of those two. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. I don't remember what it was called, but I, I don't. And I don't think I watched it for as big of a Steve Zahn fan as I am. Um. He always just he elevates anything he's in. I think. Um. The closest Annabelle Gerwitch got to being in a a decom style show was she was on Ghost Rider on PBS, evidently. But that's the best I can do. I'm very surprised she hasn't played the mom in in a decom. <laughs> Um, we wanted to know where the episode was split and according to Seinfeld scripts I believe this is where the episode splits Uh, Evelyn says okay uh, they're in uh, at the retirement community Evelyn says okay I'll see you at the Lichtenbergs tonight and Helen says the Lichtenbergs and Evelyn goes yes they're having a party and Helen goes we weren't invited and Evelyn says oh they probably think you're too good for them you know because of the car Jerry puts his face in his hands, and that's where the episode is split now. <laughs> really? uh, at, at the very least, for syndication. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, so, so, so Which then, thought- what is what is immediately after that? Where does the next episode pick back up then? Um, you know, they probably did a little previously on. Action, oh yeah, that would make sense. See. Um, I guess I could go back oh, and yeah, look at my notes car. as well. It opens in Kramer's apartment with Con Ed. Maybe that that sounds like more of a kicker. With Con Ed calling about the power surges, and Kramer thinks it's uh, the cable guy and hangs up on him. But then it would open in George's apartment, where now he's watching only you with Marissa. I feel like that would be a decent point to open back up on. Yeah. Because, I I, I mean, in in the previously on Seinfeld, you show him watching My Cousin Vinny, and then you open on him watching only you. I, I think that would be fine. Yeah, I like that as an opener, and I like the the Con Ed guy calling Kramer as kind of a, the the credits rolling kicker. Yeah, yeah. Um, or if they were not going to do any uh, stand up, that's a good cold open too to kind of remind you like what's going on. Um, but <laughs> I, I guess probably the previously on would be the cold open. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm not sure where that Kramer bit fit in, but apparently that's that's where it split via that source. I did a search on eBay. For Jack Klompas's sweet Dior track jacket that he's wearing. <laughs> uh, and I found, I mean, there are some sweet Dior track. They're full Dior track suits. You pretty much have to buy the whole track suit if you want to get one of these. Um, but, and they're, you know, maybe what you'd expect for a vintage piece of clothing, like 60 to 100 bucks. There's an extra large, though, for $300 up there. I'm like, what? Uh, maybe it's uh, all of the 
uh, the fabric that they needed to make an extra large track jacket. I don't I know. I guess but. so. My God. <laughs> I don't see them getting that asking price. Um, <laughs> there was a velvet slash velour one, which we know George would be a big fan of, mm-hmm. for $72. Um, and I found a, a pretty sweet gray medium one that if it was not Christmas, I would have definitely jumped on because it was like 50 bucks. And Ooh. Yeah, and then when I start like clicking on these and looking at them, eBay sends me something. It's like, hey, make an offer on this. If it's not fifty, what about you know forty or forty-five? Or the seller, you know, would take this for it. Like they keep sending me all these emails about it. And I'm like, I can't do it right now, eBay. Can't buy presents for myself. But there's some sweet. I I, might, I will have to pop on one of these eventually at some point. Um, oh, we wanted to know a couple of scenes appeared to be parodies from the episode. One was where the cable guy is chasing Kramer, but he gets away. And those scenes, including, and, and now that I, I, re- I totally remember this now because I wrote a paper on this movie in college, um, Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo, oh. where, yeah, Kramer, like, sees someone following him in a in a, in the pie tin or whatever. And, and, and uh, yeah, I totally remember that scene now when the woman, <laughs> I forget her name, is, like, being stalked by Jimmy Stewart, I believe. And, uh, yeah. So that oh was, a, God. That was okay. a reference to Vertigo. And the episode's final scene, showing the Seinfelds leaving the condo, is a shot-for-shot parody of the movie Nixon. Uh, so I think we okay. suspected that. Yeah, yeah. We um, we just thought it was like kind of a parody on Nixon leaving office. I, I don't think either of us thought Nixon the movie, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, because when I think of Nixon leaving office, I think of the peace signs. I don't know if that you know where he's, but Morty doesn't yeah. do that. He just kind of like waves in a very um, you know over the top way. Um, but that must be what happens in the movie. Um, oh, I did tweet this out because it's something I caught on the first rewatch, but I forgot to bring up when we talked about it. Uh, you can see this weird picture behind Morty's head in the very beginning of the episode. Did you see that picture that I tweeted out? Uh, no, I don't know if I so did. I, I said, um, I, was, uh, I tweeted, look at this photograph every time I do. It makes me laugh. Jerry's sleeping on the sofa bed. And what the hell's behind Morty's head? God um, damn it! And it's the, it's like a guy standing who looks kind of, who looks clothed. I would say a clothed man and like five bikini-clad women on each side of him. In this, <laughs> I'm like, what kind of a picture? Who is that? Is that like a promo shot of Jerry or something, or just so such a weird picture? To you know, it's and someone tweeted back and they're like, I love the the stuff you can catch when it got like bumped up to HD. Mm-hmm. Oh and we've, we've seen a lot of that funny stuff that like they never like the well the porno uh is a great <laughs> example in the, one of the first episodes <laughs> um well that the, the and uh, did you see what um what someone tweeted to us i think it was a uh, i think it was your friend josh who tweeted to us that i think coming up in season eight they are back in the video store and you can very clearly see in the background uh the twin peaks movie fire walk with me Yes, yeah, yeah. And I looked through the, the replies of all of the um, of that, and people were spotting other stuff. Like Driving Miss Daisy is the other one that I uh, <laughs> recognized from that bit, uh, from that picture. Yeah, so it's it's pretty interesting all the stuff you can see. But yeah, I guess that's like a, a Seinfeld slash Twin Peaks uh, posting account on Twitter. I don't know, but yeah, that, that was pretty how, funny. How much crossover is there with Seinfeld <laughs> and Twin Peaks? What the hell? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess you can shit post anything. Exactly. Yeah. I like the rotating, you know, I like, I like when they're not married to, I like going to it, you know, when shows go through or movies go through waves of everybody shitposting the same crossover, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't want to be married to one crossover, you know, I'd want like, oh, Seinfeld and 
The Simpsons or Seinfeld <laughs> Law and Order or Seinfeld and oh now we're doing Seinfeld Twin Peaks or it just like uh, just roll with the ebbs and flow of the meme. Yeah, let the meme <laughs> go where it wants to go. Uh, so Wikipedia says that Jerry buys his dad a 1996 Cadillac Fleetwood and uh, AutoTrader.com says that the original MSRP on those was thirty six nine ninety five, which I did mention in part one of the episode, um, but I, I but I didn't know for sure that that was the brand that Jerry's dad bought. I was like, this is the only ninety six Cadillac MSRP that I could find, but evidently it, it happened to be the correct one. So, hmm. um, yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. It kind of fits into our um, uh, our hypothesis of just how much Jerry actually got paid, because it seems like it was enough to cover the whole car. Yeah, and and then like a little bit after. Yeah, a yeah. little bit left over. Uh, this was the last episode to be co-written by Jerry Seinfeld. Really? So yeah, I, I didn't even know that he was still doing that at this point. I didn't notice it in the opening credits that the Cadillac was was even co-written by him. I thought he was more of just like a producer or a EP at this point. Hmm. Um, the inspiration for the episode came when Larry David bought a Lexus for his father, who was president of his condo in Florida, and started wondering what the other residents would think of him having a Lexus. So it didn't necessarily play out, but oh, well, it probably did, just not to Larry's knowledge. Um, but, uh, so that's kind of interesting. Like most of Seinfeld's one-hour time slot episodes, the Cadillac was initially conceived as a normal half-hour show. The original script was filmed on January 10th and ran well over the 23 minutes that they had for the time slot. Um, in this case, Larry and Jerry decided it would be easier to pad the episode out to the one hour, then edit it down mm. to a half hour. So they wrote a number of additional scenes, like those dealing with the early bird special. The additional scenes uh, and extended reworkings of existing scenes were filmed on February 1st. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld was a longtime fan of Jesse White, who plays Ralph, the board member with a cigar in the episode, due to his part on the Ann Southern show, which ran from 58 to 61. So again, you know, God. not exactly a cameo, I know. <laughs> Just an old-timey comedy guy from a show <laughs> that ran for, you know, three years and uh, the end of the 50s and the beginning Good of the 60s. That, Lord. Yeah. Uh, Jesse White gave Jerry his autograph when he was a young boy. The role would become the actor's final performance before his death in 1997. Oh, wow. Oh, that's kind of sad. Yeah, yeah. So, Jerry, I mean, maybe that's where our death note um, kind of, you know, maybe <laughs> Jerry has that power. He would have inherited it by even just talking about these episodes again i don't know <laughs> uh, or maybe we're like completing the chapter that jerry begins writing he's like in 20 years and 30 that's years it. That's two guys are going to talk about this and I'll, I'll i'll write an ancient uh you know <laughs> i'll write an ancient spell into the beginning of these scripts where if anybody ever talks about them at length again then people in them will die but, but but only if we get two idiots willing to talk about a 23-minute episode for an hour and a half. That's what unlocked yes. the spell. If anybody ever talks about this for three times longer than it happens, <laughs> these people will die. Uh, the chase sequence with Kramer and the cable guy includes shots which were filmed in the real New York City with body doubles, as we know. Uh, and uses stock music from the earlier episode, The Doorman, which I didn't recognize, but just mm. another interesting bit of trivia. Uh, if you want to play a drinking game with the Cadillac, it's almost a feature-length Seinfeld film. Um, Marissa Tomei is mentioned 26 times in the episode, so I'd say drink every time you hear uh, Marissa Tomei <laughs> mentioned by name. <laughs> and um, uh, I think that's all I have for trivia right now. Oh, my God. All right, do we have any other uh, news or anything? I do, actually. 
Um, okay. I, I just just referenced the fact that we're a Death Note podcast, and what we killed after talking about uh, the Cadillac was Radio Disney. I mentioned Radio Disney in regards to my oh, pre-homework man. in part two of the Cadillac. The radio station poster on George's wall, eventually those call letters became the call letters <laughs> for Radio Disney in New York. Well, Disney announced on December 8th that Radio Disney will officially cease operations in the first quarter of 2021. So... <laughs> We did Man. it. Man, Some, something that happened after uh, we recorded that episode. Yes. Uh, I should I should point out. Oh, my God. Yep. Um, and this was news, too, like kind of uh, over the holiday break. Larry Thomas says Cameo CEO Stephen Galanis has apologized after Cameo disclosed that Larry Thomas, who played the soup Nazi on Seinfeld, was making over six figures a year on Cameo. And he was like their top earner. Um, what? And, yeah. Uh, Thomas says, you know, six. he was like, to, to divulge somebody's income is irresponsible because everybody's got expenses. Nobody knows what they are. And he says six figures can mean anything from 100000 to a million. He's like, I've never seen a million dollars in my life or anything like it. Um, <laughs> but the CEO, you know, um, revealed the information on the New York Times Sway podcast earlier this month. And... Over the past few weeks, uh, Larry Thomas says he has been deluged with requests for money. And while he is incredibly grateful to be able to have a payday during the pandemic, he says he works hard for his cameo cash. And here's where I believe he is, he is being untrue. Well, I have, I've never seen a Larry Thomas cameo, but we've talked about it before about how if you send a cameo to somebody, they will, they'll pull up the information that you write them and pretty much just read it verbatim. That's mm-hmm. what happened when I got a cameo. Most cameos that I've seen are like that. But Larry says between technical glitches and me wanting it to be perfect, I may do four takes of each cameo. So it's not 30 seconds of work. And then you have to proof them. Uh, So maybe he does put in a a lot of work. The other one, the other guy who was mentioned, I think, in this and all these same articles was uh, Kevin from The Office. Brian Baumgartner, I think, is his name. (laughs) He's another one of them that's like a top earner. Like him and the Soup Nazi are the two top earners on Cameo. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) I I can't believe one of the top earners on Cameo is fucking Kevin from The Office. (laughs) Again, and I think it's, and maybe Larry is telling the truth here because, um, you know, like I think Kevin also puts in a bunch of work. You know, I think his cameos are like really, you know, polished and well put together and not just like <laughs> reading the thing for the first time yeah. on camera, <laughs> which is what God. Trey Kennedy did. It was still great, it, but I mean. It sounded, it sounded like, like he didn't even, uh, I, I don't know, it, it sounded like. He was reading it and like deciding like uh, okay yeah oh yeah and uh, happy birthday uh, oh yeah Sarah yeah yeah he was like self editing in his head while he was reading it which is like what you're not supposed to do like that's you know that's called a cold read you do that first when you're not recording <laughs> no he he's, he time is money for Trey Kennedy. <laughs> Exactly. The guy that produces videos for a living can't spend more than 30 seconds producing a 30-second video. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Get out of here. <laughs> what was I expecting? I mean, it was still great. It was still funny and, you know, appreciated, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for a first cameo experience, it was really weird. Um, and that's all the news and trivia and tidbits and everything that I have. 
All right. Uh, we do yeah. have a, a little uh, something in Newman's mail sack. It's oh, not wow. really it's not really a question, so I'll just uh, read it here. Okay. Uh, it is from uh, Shredneck, who follows us on Twitter. Uh, said, hey, guys, love the podcast. Recently, you've been keeping me company on my home improvement projects. Yes, I'm getting rid of all my furniture, all of it. All, and I'm going to build these uh, different levels with steps, and it'll all be carpeted <laughs> with a lot of pillows. You know, like ancient Egypt. Uh <laughs> I wonder, will this be the first, uh, is he the first listener in Ireland? Uh, keep up the good work. And I have since sent Shredneck his sticker, and I believe that is the first one that I have sent to Ireland. I don't know if he's the only listener in Ireland, though. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I don't know either. Let us know. But, um, yeah, I saw that he lives in County Clare, which is where my wife and I completed our honeymoon journey um, in Shannon. Uh, or Limerick, one of those two. They're very close together. But, um, yeah, well, I guess we stayed in Shannon and then flew out of Limerick the next day. That sounds right. Ooh. So, yeah. I, I don't know what this geography means. I'm sure <laughs> Shredneck will appreciate it, though. I think it's on the, uh, <laughs> I believe, the, yeah, it's on the west coast of, of Ireland. We started okay. in Dublin on the east coast and then <laughs> swept the southern uh, coast up to the east. And, um, and that's where we ended up, in County Clare. <laughs> I like how in Ireland they say that they don't say, like, Clare County. Like we would over here, like Allegheny County or Erie County. They say the county part first, County Clare. I like that. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No idea, w but I'm for once, it. One time, uh, whenever I was uh, announcing a wrestling show, one of, my, uh, one of the non-wrestlers on the show with me, he was doing an Irish character for some reason, and he said that <laughs> he wanted to be announced from... Uh, from Galway County, Galway. And I was like, there's no way that's right. So I just said, from Galway County, Ireland. And <laughs> and I was the big dum-dum. <laughs> yeah, because I guess Galway is a city in County Galway. <sighs> but that's he put a lot of work into being geogra like being not even geographically, grammatically correct for that character. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you played it grammatically correct for an american <laughs> that i did that i did <laughs> i hope he was a heel and he worked it into his bit like you know and, and brought you into the brought you into the play but he didn't no no oh. <laughs> nope just kind of just kind of glossed right over it and <laughs> uh moved on you know oh that's good Oh, so yeah. he didn't he didn't call you out for it. No. Nope. Oh, you just remembered an instance of you didn't know you were incorrect until this moment. I didn't well, I have since learned that I was incorrect. I didn't uh, just learn it, but uh, I I have since learned the error of my ways <laughs> in uh announcing people from Irish geography. <laughs> Made up Irish characters. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, do you have anything else? No. Okay, if you have never listened to us before, we are not a research-heavy show, despite the first half hour of this episode being us talking about the show without actually talking about it. Um, if we miss anything, if we egregiously skip over something, please send us an email or send us a tweet at nohugging on Twitter or nohuggingnolearningshow at gmail.com. Both of those links are in the description or on the show description page on Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts or just wherever you listen to your shows at, and we will send you a No Hugging, No Learning holographic sticker free of charge um or you just dm us or email us 
whatever. I'll send out a sticker to you. It doesn't really matter. Um, that being said, season seven, episode 15, The Showerhead. Original air date, February 15th, 1996. I was three years, one month, and 26 days old. And Tim, if you count this episode and every other episode we have left, we've got 52 episodes remaining until we become a... Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, this is coming out in the new year. Uh, what do what do we become this? Uh, what be, what do we become this week? Uh, can we become a dinner and a movie recap podcast? Where oh my god, yes, but not recapping, the- but not recapping the movie. We skip okay. ahead for the movie parts. We only recap the dinner segments. Just the host segment time. Exactly. Yes, I would have been fine with either, but this will be you know this will be faster. It'll be easier on the schedule. You know. <laughs> Like ah, oh, there. What what was a what was a frequent dinner in a movie? Movie. I have no idea. I would imagine they would change each time, but they probably did a Shawshank Redemption where they made a lamb shank. That's my guess. Because you know the dinner always oh had something God. to do with the movie. That's actually not bad. <laughs> oh, they're showing Green Mile again. I better perfect my green bean casserole. <laughs> Mixed greens salad. <laughs> The mixed uh, green well, smile. <laughs> the mi- oh, I hate it. Thanks. <laughs> okay, so if you're looking at TV Guide the night of February 15th, 1996, you are going to see Jerry jokes about his uncle on television, semicolon, Elaine fails a drug test, semicolon, guest Jay Leno. Wow. Interesting. I don't know if I like it. Uh, we'll have to figure it out once we get to the end. Uh, we start with stand-up, and I absolutely loved this this is one of the best intros (laughs) it wasn't necessarily funny it was just so spot on the nose for observation and and if and it was about how the only thing to do with your parents at a certain point is eat and i was like i never would have thought to make that into a joke but i and i didn't know it was so universal but it's so unbelievably true that like you know we, we live pretty far from my parents and whenever they come to town it's like just like jerry you know like it, it it everything revolved around when is our next meal because then we're gonna do something you know it's like the, that's the only thing to do is eat or all right you want to get a let's let's go get a bite here and then we'll go out later for dinner uh, and then tomorrow we'll go have breakfast like it's just I had no idea that 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 concept was was universal <laughs> and I guess just just by him saying that again it wasn't very funny but just by him saying it it was funny you know to me anyway <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he's like, and my mom now decides what I like. You know, he's asking for a slice of pumpkin pie. And his mom's like, you don't like pumpkin pie, uh, which is also uh, just very relatable. You know, there, everybody has somebody in their life that does that. Uh, we open at West Park Medical Group. And uh, there's a handy address on the sign that said 50 West 77th Street. Again, you probably couldn't see that uh, back in the day, uh, back in 96 watching this. But um, it was it was pretty clear. And 50 West 77th Street is no longer West Park Medical Group. It is now Park 77 Apartments. Like a lot of buildings that we look mm. up uh, <laughs> that we get the address of in Seinfeld, it's become luxury apartments. Um, actually, I don't even know how luxurious they are because it's not I, – I, as far as I can see, it's it's all rentals. So, mm. um, But it, it is directly across – it's on the Upper West Side. It's directly across from the Museum of Natural History, which has got to be an awesome view. Um, it's like a block from Central Park. And a one-bedroom, one-bath is going to run you around uh, $2,500 for 500 square feet. 500 square feet. Jesus Christ. Yeah, for more than my mortgage. Oh, my Lord almighty. Yeah. 
Uh, a studio, which is about 412 feet, is going to run you about 2200. So if you don't need a separate, <laughs> you know, a separate kitchen from your bedroom, then you can save 300 bucks a month. How how about <laughs> like do do you have the prices in front of you? Uh, no, but it looked like all one bedrooms and studios. There weren't okay. any other. There weren't any other types listed, which I was surprised about. I was I was gonna say like if you could do like a two or a three bed and just like kind of uh, how much it would increase by to kind of divide the the individual cost, you know? Yeah, I'd imagine you might be able to like stick a futon in the one bedroom, one bath. Like there might be a family room kind of situation, <laughs> like so, um, or at least a den or something. So you might be able to have a roommate and split the cost of that one. And if you get the, but the studio is going to be. You know, just one big room, I think. So, yeah, uh, very, very expensive. There is a West Park Medical Group still in New York. Uh, it, it's at 200 West 57th Street. So I guess they moved a little bit. It's under the Mount Sinai umbrella. I'm guessing it's the same thing because it's, um, well, it's not named the West Park Medical Group anymore. But when I Googled it, that came up hmm. uh, that it was this new thing. Yeah, maybe when Mount Sinai enveloped it or whatever, um, they change their name but yeah so there is still one there but it's no longer where park 77 st- oh by the way and park is p-a-r-c so you know it's it's spelled cool so it is cool <laughs> i hate it <laughs> yeah totally pointless totally pointless misspelling um, elaine is getting a physical in preparation for a trip to kenya with jay peterman to look for some sandals that uh some people wear there in kenya and uh, up at Jerry's apartment, Jerry is doing the Tonight Show. They're taping in New York City this week, and uh, it's on Thursday. Jerry's parents are going to go. He invites George. George has his parents want to go too. That's cool. Uh, Elaine's not interested because Jerry's not doing any new material, um, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Uh, also, I want to point out that George thinks Africa is one hundred and fifty degrees. <laughs> That didn't seem out of the realm of possibility to me. <laughs> what well, realm of possibility of that being true or realm of possibility of someone believing that? That being true. Okay. It didn't sound out of but I, I know it is. I know it's I know probably nothing on earth gets. Well, maybe there's there's places on earth that get that hot, but I'm like, yeah, I, I bet it's really it always looks really hot there. Everything you see looks really hot. <laughs> but but then again, I, my geography is so bad, I don't know where Kenya is. Maybe Kenya is in a very temperate part because, you know, there's equatorial Africa is going to be a lot different than South Africa, which is mm-hmm. near the Arctic Circle. You know, <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I so I'm not sure where Kenya is in relation to any of that. Um, but I how awesome is it? Like, I think what a good friend is Elaine that she knows all of Jerry's set and she knows it so well that she doesn't want to see it if he's not doing any new material. Like, that, what a really good, like, I see this as a rare moment of actual literal good friendship between the That's very the true. That's very true. I mean, like, it, it would be like knowing all of your friend's uh, songs, like your friend who's a musician, yeah. you know? Or even like knowing your friend's jobs. Do you know all your friend's jobs? Oh, my God. <laughs> I could give you like a vague idea. I'm like, uh, I could say like sales, you know, but besides like I, that. I, like, I think he works for these people, maybe? Yeah, yeah I have no exactly. idea. Uh, yeah, like, um, and, and my friends know I do a radio show, and they don't listen to this podcast. Like, I, I put out art that my friends aren't consuming. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, I'm like, that's that's pretty awesome. That's very awesome that Elaine knows any of Jerry's set, much less all of it. <laughs> God. He's got to have a couple hours at this point in his career, you know? 
I, I would I would bet. I mean, how many times has he been on the Tonight Show by now? And he's gonna have like different different bits and like different eras of his career, you know. So yeah. I would bet that he's probably had like well. We haven't had Jerry in the show come out with an album yet, has he? No, not that I remember. Okay. I wonder then if it's still measured in, like, hours that he has? I would say so, yeah. I mean, that the the whole, yeah, I would say. I would say so. I think that, that was a, I think, you know, nowadays you, you have to have, like, a new hour every year, and then as soon as you put out the special, you can never do that again. Mm-hmm. But th- that wasn't the era of 1996 because, you know, like, streaming wasn't a thing and Spotify wasn't a thing and YouTube wasn't a thing. And so you could do, you could tour the same bit, um, you know, several for several years, you know, you could, you could and just have an hour and then pretty soon by the end of the tour, it'd be an hour 45 because you write some new stuff. And I'm sure what he was doing on the tonight show was new for the tonight show, but it just <laughs> was old, you know, old material to him. Oh yeah. But you know, I'm sure he had a, a lot of, uh, stuff to pull from at this point in his career. And because as we're going to see later, he's doing panel. Like he's not just, he, he's not even just doing stand up. Like he gets to sit down. <laughs> like that, not every stand-up got to do that. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, Kramer comes in, and the super is in his apartment installing something in the shower. They're getting low-flow shower heads, and Kramer says, "I don't like the sound of that." Um, and Jerry's parents are in New York City because that's where they went after the impeachment, and they're not ready to go back to Florida yet. And they're staying at Uncle Leo's while he has moved in with his girlfriend. <laughs> I love George's line here. Uncle Leo is having regular sex. <laughs> and then Jerry's like, yeah, it kind of devalues the whole thing. I love that. I mean, Leo gets roasted in front of his face and behind his back throughout this, throughout any episode he's in, I guess. But this one, especially like that was especially like quite a low blow. Like Uncle Leo having sex, like makes Jerry not even want to bother with it. <laughs> like uh, maybe it's not that great. <laughs> Maybe it's not a big deal if he can have it. Um, and they start asking George why his parents never moved to Florida. And George is like, yeah, there's they start going through. The, there's no financial reason to be here. They're retired and uh, none of their friends live up here anymore. And they're and as George says, they're done ruining my life. What uh, what are they doing here? So he grabs the pamphlet for the new uh, place where Jerry's parents are moving in, which is Del Boca Vista. And Jerry does not like being in this close proximity to his parents because there's all these calls every time a thought enters their head they call they've been popping in and jerry needs leo to move back in to his apartment and therefore break up with his uh, girlfriend um by the way superman is still on the bookshelf in jerry's apartment and the action comics number one is still on the fridge which we get a great shot of as elaine goes into the fridge for something uh in the episode uh so we cut two monks with Jerry and Leo, and Jerry's trying to convince Uncle Leo to break up, talking about how good-looking he is, how he's in the prime of his life, and how he, you know, he uh, could get any woman he wants if he wasn't tied down to this one woman. Uh, and then we go to the Jay Peterman office where Elaine <laughs> is in. I want to I, I want to point out like Leo yeah. just saying because uh, I mean we we, we kind of glossed over uh, Leo just thinks that the cook is anti-Semitic because he overcooked his burger. Yeah, yeah. He asked for medium rare, and it's medium. And so he accuses they, they the don't, cook of being an anti They don't just overcook a burger, Jerry. Yes, a greasy diner doesn't just overcook a burger by three degrees. Like the difference like, between medium rare and medium. 
But like with Jerry telling Uncle Leo like uh, all these things that Leo comes back with, and this is very sweet. He's like, she's perfect. There's there's nothing wrong with her. And Jerry tells Uncle Leo, literally, Jerry's philosophy is to keep looking. Always keep looking for the problem. Keep looking for the thing that is wrong with the person you are with. That is true. Well, keep looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is. I guess we are kind of glossing over what a sociopathic moment this is for Jerry, like destroying a great relationship for one of his blood relatives, just so his parents will, just so his parents, you know, who you know gave him life and raised him, will not be near him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, just the so they state. can uh, they, they can go back to having that buffer zone. Yeah, yeah, the twelve hundred miles. <laughs> it's and he's being very cold and calculated about it. You know, I mean, it, all that matters now is Jer what Jerry wants, not anybody else's happiness. So yeah, up in the Jay Peterman offices, Elaine has tested positive for opium and <laughs> begs Jay Peterman for a second test, uh, to which he agrees. And up over at George's parents, George is uh, drops off the pamphlet and is really pumping up Florida and really putting down those cold New York winters that they're in the middle of and sort of planting <laughs> the seeds about what you can do in Florida and how much better it is than Queens. And I love that, you know, his mom doesn't want to do anything that's in Florida. <laughs> like, all right, well, you know, oh, you can bet on high line. She's like, I don't bet. He's like. You can swim with the dolphins. You can, uh, you know, they, she's like, I don't swim. And he's like, well, you know what? The dolphins come right up on the sidewalk and you can pet them. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> they jump right out of the water up onto the sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just such a great visual and, and just funny. Just funny, quick lying from George. Uh, over at back at West Park Medical Group, Elaine has failed her drug test again for opium. Uh, and up in Jerry's apartment, Kramer and Jerry both have this hilarious looking flat hair due to the low flow <laughs> shower head. They can't get all the shampoo out of their hair. So it's really fun. I wonder how they achieved this uh, effect of everybody's hair because Newman comes in. Well, one thing I like, uh, no, I guess maybe Kramer goes down to Newman's because um, Kramer goes like, if I don't get a good shower, I am not myself. I'm not Kramer. And then when he goes and knocks on Newman's door, he's like, you too. And he's like, I'm not Newman. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder I, I wonder if they literally just had them shower and not rinse out shampoo, you know? Yeah, it's, I, it's I mean, that, that would be a very yeah. easy way to do that. Yeah, they put some sort of some gel in, something that has weight to it that, that just weighs it down. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it looks pretty funny. Um, back over at Jay Peterman's, Kramer comes in to Elaine's office asking to use her shower. But as Jay Peterman is walking by, he overhears... Kramer asking Elaine for the good stuff. Jerry's got nothing. Newman's got nothing. You're the only one that's got the good stuff, and I need it bad, baby, because I got bugs crawling all over my skin. <laughs> and at that point, Jay Peterman grabs Kramer by his lapels and throws him out. And he does this, which we, which is kind of a signature move for Kramer, where he's been thrown out of a place, and the door is slammed shut on his face as he's coming back into the room. I feel like we've seen, this is like maybe the third time that we've seen this throughout the whole series. I feel like it happens a lot to him, which is uh, always pretty funny. Um, but Jay Peterman tells Elaine of his own opium days and that, you know, she needs help. And, oh, by the way, you have till five to clean out your desk. You're fired. I, I, I think it's important to say that uh, Peterman's opium days 
he can only describe in a way that only he can. It was in 1979. I was in search of the Mongolian horsehair vest. <laughs> yeah, it's about a mar- yeah searching this market. Oh, but another type of trader emerged from the shadows. Uh, yeah, and over at Thirty Rock, uh, Jerry is backstage at the Tonight Show with his parents. Like a stanza show up, and Morty tells Frank that not one there's not one condo left in all of Del Boca Vista. <laughs> Uh, so don't even bother looking. Uh, sort of reminiscent about the, um, you know, uh, where did Jerry want to go? Tuscany or something like that? Yeah, the the, uh, the, the Tuscan villas. I, I forget yeah. what the episode name was. <laughs> uh, but yeah, don't even bother looking because there's nothing available. And <laughs> yeah, well, Frank says, you're telling me there's not one condo in all of Del Boca Vista. And if you notice he kind of said that in a funny way, it's because the outtakes for this scene are absolutely legendary because Jerry Stiller could not say... <laughs> You're telling me there's not one condo in all of Del Boca Vista? He kept saying, like, Beldoca Vista, Velboca Dis. <laughs> he, he, like, cannot get it right. And there's, like, 50 takes of him shouting at the same intensity that sentence um, that, that, are just, that are just legendary. If you ever get a chance to look them up, I, I highly recommend it. Um, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to look that up right now or after we're done. God. And... You know, Frank says, you're, are you trying to keep us out? And Jerry says so, a, a line that I really identify with. I know this doesn't seem like work to any of you, but if you don't mind taking the – I think he says the psychopath convention down the hall. Um, <laughs> but as someone who, you know, d- does something that doesn't seem like work to a lot of people, I, I really uh, empathize with Jerry in that instance because, you know, every so often I'm like, you know, at my computer in my office doing something. And, and Sarah, like, does real work for a real – you know, company, and I, you know, I have an artistic pursuit, and I, and I feel like, hang on, I'm, I'm trying to write a joke about Miley Cyrus or something, you know, whatever. Like, not that's not not what I do, but it, it probably seems like it, you know, like, um, so it doesn't seem like work to a lot of people, but it is. There's got to be some connection I can make to the Queen's Gambit and Cardi B. It's it's there. I know it is. <laughs> I'm trying to write a parody song. Can you? I'm, I'm, I'm running out of rhymes for fart. Okay, so please, everyone, just be quiet. <laughs> I'm writing a Dua Lipa parody in here. It's a Dua Lipa parody. Um, I always have to ruin it with a pun. Um, over at, let me. Oh yeah, so that's uh, over at Monks. Elaine is talking to the waitress about her problems, and a guy at the counter overhears and points out. Hey, you're eating a poppy seed muffin. She's like, yeah, I eat these all the time. He's like, well, you know what opium is made from? And Elaine realizes it's poppies, of course. Uh, so, and, and I always wondered, I mean, this is why she's failing all these tests, I guess. But this is what I mentioned at the end of the Cadillac. I remember going, all right, I don't know whether this is an urban legend, whether it was started by Seinfeld, whether it was popular, popularized by Seinfeld. But I'm pretty sure you can't fail a drug test by eating poppy seed. I think like, I think the, the stats are you'd have to eat like... 12 million poppy seed bagels in order to or muffins I, or whatever it is i've i've heard this urban legend i yeah. i've never known if it was real or not but it, it's just so outlandish yeah i mean it's it's a great sitcom fodder but we're definitely gonna have to look it up and, and do a little myth busting on it uh, next time <laughs> and over the tonight show the jay leno as we were promised in tv guide uh is there interviewing and this is where i was like jerry's doing panel like he he did his little stand up bit and then Jay waved him over. Like that's how big he is now. Like not everybody got to do that. Like only the biggest comedians who like you had your stand up and then if you had an anecdote too, which Jerry did, 
you know, mm -hmm. about Uncle Leo. He starts poking fun at, <laughs> at, at that thing Uncle Leo did at lunch, saying that if any little thing goes wrong, that means the person is anti-Semitic. So um, I forget the examples he gives. Do you have them? Uh, oh, my God. No, I don't. Damn, that's the one thing I didn't write down. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, it, you know, Leo and Lynette are watching. And Lynette is cracking up. That's Leo's was, girlfriend. Is it Lynette? Right? I thought it was Lydia. Oh, maybe it is. I don't know why I wrote down Lynette. I don't know. That's a much more uh, intense name to have to write down every time. Did you write yeah, L-Y-N-N-E-T-T-E? I believe it had one N when I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Because Lydia, I think you're right. I, I guess I just, my brain... No, it's Lydia. It's definitely Lydia. So I'll try to remember. Where did you get Lynette from? <laughs> I guess I just probably started writing L-Y, and then that's where my brain went. I have no idea. No idea why I wrote down Lynette. Uh, but Lydia is cracking up, and Leo is fuming. Oh, the, the, was, he, was he fuming? Because it looked like he was on the verge of tears. It looked so sad. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, there's a little bit of that, but he, he definitely wasn't happy. <laughs> not happy he was not happy um and he's not happy that that lydia is laughing um over at jerry's apartment jerry is on the phone and saying that leo broke up with his girlfriend because she laughed at the bit he accused her of being an anti-semite so they got in a big fight so his parents are going back to florida and it turns out that it's a wrong number that jerry was talking to this whole time <laughs> um and kramer and jerry both their hair is still very flat and kramer tried a bath and it's disgusting, he said. Um, and I, I really liked his. I, I really like Kramer's line of uh, a tepid pool of my own filth. Yeah, and there's microorganisms and bacteria having sex all around me. <laughs> oh God! Uh, Elaine comes in and she is taking her third test now that she knows that it's poppy seeds. Uh, although Kramer does offer her a little bit of the chicken that Jerry offered him that he was eating, and she takes some of that. Uh, Newman comes in and he, he kicks Elaine out while he explains to Jerry and Kramer that he found a way to get black market showerheads from former Yugoslavia. Um, and, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they always have to come from somewhere odd in Eastern Europe. And there's a slam I, on the Serbs, too, because he's like, the, the Serbs love their showers. And Jerry's like, not from the footage I've seen. I, 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 wonder, <laughs> I wonder what the footage, what the Serbian footage Jerry has seen is. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like they could have made that line like, oh, well, I mean, you know, unless you count the cab drivers, like they could have made a joke about, you know, Eastern European cab drivers or. But yeah, I don't know. It's just what. Yeah. What footage is he talking about? <laughs> my, my mind uh, first went to and this didn't come out until 2010. But I, I guess Jerry could have either traveled in time or seen a rough early draft of a Serbian film. Oh, God. <laughs> that's 2010. Are you serious? That came out in 2010. Yeah. Wow. Why do I feel like that's a at least more... that's what Google says. Google has been wrong before on uh, on some things. Yeah. 2010. No, you're right. Wow. Weird. I guess I just uh, associated with such an older. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's older than 10 years. But um, yeah, don't look that up we're not watching that for a christmas special <laughs> damn it I, I was just gonna say i was just gonna say that'll be christmas special 2021 if there's a seinfeld actor in that that would be actually hilarious <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Larry Thomas doesn't say no to anybody. <laughs> oh, no. Anything from Buck Thomas. That's what they call him. <laughs> uh, you don't make six figures by saying no to a major motion picture like that. Oh, no. The, the budget on that was $1,500. Wow. Yeah. Wow, we're learning way too much about a Serbian film. We have to stop. I don't want to know anything else about it. <laughs> Um, we should make a, a parody of that called a Seinfeldian film or something. Oh, no. Just a parody of that. <laughs> a triple X Serbian film Seinfeld crossover. Oh, no. <laughs> um, well, over at George's parents, uh, George's parents tell him they are moving to Florida just to spite the Seinfelds, but George doesn't care. He is ecstatic. This is the happiest he's ever been. Uh, <laughs> I, I I loved it. I love Frank uh, like saying, it's because the Seinfelds, they don't want us there, so we're going. <laughs> yeah, that's it, which I love. Um, up in Jerry's apartment, George tells Jerry the good news, and Jerry's like, that is, that's great news. You know, Jerry's excited, too. He's like, we can visit together. And George goes, every five years. <laughs> 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 and cut to Uncle Leo's where Morty and Helen are packing and Frank calls to tell them that they're moving to Del Boca Vista and Morty says I can't go back to Florida so cut to back to Jerry's apartment where they're sharing a celebratory beer and Morty calls asking if they can move in with Jerry uh, and I love the way they did the beer drop because it doesn't happen on camera you, you see Jerry with the beer in his hand <laughs> Morty on the phone can hear a glass break through the receiver and then it goes back and the bottle's already on the ground. I just thought that was a really, I, I really liked the way that they did that. Um, yeah, that was, that was interesting because I'm uh, assuming they just had like the, the shattered glass prop, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, there must, there might have been a bottle that, that he dropped. Maybe they didn't like the way it happened. Maybe they didn't get the footage. I really don't know why they did it that way, but it was a great directorial choice that it happened, you know, off camera, but in a way on camera yeah and, there, and then there's those big the big shards of glass on the ground and they have to move in with jerry george won't budge about getting his about getting his parents to change their mind because jerry's had his moment you know of independence and now it's george's turn but jerry brings back this line you're killing independent jerry <laughs> and then he's like you know what i think i better talk to uncle leo i think he might have made a big mistake so we cut to monks where jerry and uncle leo are having another meal and it's the opposite conversation uh, with Uncle Leo about his appearance, and I, I again, I loved Jerry's roasting of him. Like, if you can find a woman who can stand your your presence for ten consecutive seconds, hold on to her like grim death, which is not far off, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Just lines like that, or I mean, are so great. And then I loved Uncle Leo's. Like, this was a great oh, joke no. too. Well, she's an anti-Semite, and Jerry like motions to him, like, can you blame her? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Like, if anybody <laughs> met Uncle Leo, they would hate Jews. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a very edgy joke for the time. <laughs> uh, back in Jerry's apartment, Elaine comes in, and Jerry's parents are there. And Elaine pulls something out of her teeth that is a poppy seed from the chicken. It was poppy seed chicken. So she asks Helen if she can have some of her clean urine to pass the drug test. <laughs> And there's kind of a funny bit where Helen's like, well, what glass do I pee in? A, a coffee mug? A, a juice glass? Maybe a milk glass? And Elaine's just trying to get her to, to pick a glass. Um, all, all while she's like, Jerry really doesn't wash these that well, does he? <laughs> yeah. Um, over at Leo's, 
Jerry's parents are moving back in because I guess Lydia has taken him back. And what I like is anytime we see them, they're basically always folding stuff into their suitcase or taking stuff out of their suitcase <laughs> and folding it. Like, I think in every single scene, they're doing that. Maybe not the first one, but every other time they're folding and refolding their, like, the, the same, like, Hawaiian shirts into their bag. The, a, a, with the exception of being at the Tonight Show, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think yeah. you're right. <laughs> Uh, and the super knocks on the door and says they're installing low-flow shower heads now into Leo's apartment. And and uh, Jerry's dad echoes a line, I don't like the sound of that. Uh, back at Jay Peterman, Elaine has been reinstated, but because she passed the drug test, but she's still not going to Africa because the test indicated that she's menopausal and she has the metabolism <laughs> of a 68-year-old woman and she may also have osteoporosis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, a side effect of taking uh, an old woman's urine that Elaine did not consider. (laughs) Uh, Out on the street, Jerry's parents are just flat out leaving New York City now uh, because of the low flow shower head. Jerry's dad and his mom both have the flat hair and George's parents aren't moving now because they couldn't bear. I'm sure not the father, but, you know, she doesn't specify, but I'm sure it was Estelle who couldn't bear to be that far from George. (laughs) <laughs> and she says, George must be happy. And Jerry says, oh, you have no idea. And we cut to George's parents' house where George is staring uh, blankly despondent into the distance as his parents God. argue about whether or not they should give Frank swim trunks to George. <laughs> the, this, uh, and I mean, s- since this is the, since credits roll after this, and we, we do have a kicker after yeah. this, I, I should say oh, I totally that this is... Over- What's up? You reminded me that I skipped over a scene, but go ahead. Oh, what scene did we skip over? The the van scene where the black market guy is selling the shower heads. I don't know how I missed it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, uh, So, okay, so back back at the van with the black market shower heads, uh, they're looking at all of them, and they're... They look at the one that's huge. It's called the Commando 450. You don't want that one. It's only used at the circus for elephants. Yeah, and Newman and Kramer are like, oh, that, that's what we want. We'll, we'll pay whatever. We'll take it. And then Newman's Which, like, what about Jerry? And Kramer goes, oh, we can't handle that. He's delicate. That, that, was, that was good. Um, okay, so, so back, at, back at George's parents. Yeah. Th- this whole episode, this is a master class from Jerry Stiller. Like, like there's so many lines uh, that Jerry Stiller, and just like the way he delivers them, this is great. And, and like, even when I was watching this episode, I thought it kind of like dipped in quality towards the latter half. And then it kind of like came back just talking about it now. Uh, th- this episode is great, you know? Yeah. It, it had a lot of good, Frank Costanza is always a winner in my book, but, any episode. And, and it's so heavy on the Frank, but like the, just the line of like Estelle looks at Frank and she's like, what does he want with your swim trunks? Why should they go to waste? <laughs> yeah. It's like George lives in New York City, too. You know, I mean, I know he goes to the gym and maybe he swims there or something. But um, <laughs> but yeah, like why? that. And uh, I, I know we, we skipped over like Leo or Jerry, not Jerry. Goddamn. Frank calling Morty on right. Leo's phone, which, A, how did he get Leo's number? Uh, but B, this was very, I don't know if you picked up on this. This was very Trumpian delivery from Frank. I did not. Okay. Well, he's like, uh, I'll, I'll see if I can recreate it, but not nearly as well as, as Jerry Stiller did. 
but he said, we're moving in lock, stock, and barrel. We're going to be in the pool. We're going to be in the clubhouse. We're going to be all over the shuffleboard court, and I dare you to keep me out. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Just like how, how he, he elongates pool, and uh, he, he lifts pool. his voice on the shuffleboard court. Yeah. Like, who, who talks like this? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally. Great, <laughs> great delivery. Yeah, there, there's some great Frank lines. And anytime he talks about Del Boca Vista is just hilarious because you can tell. Del Boca Vista? <laughs> you can tell how much trouble he had with that throughout. Uh. And, and hated saying it. Um, Th- this might but- be, you know, this might be my favorite Frank episode. I, we've had quite a few. <laughs> I, I think this is it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Gives good Frank, that's for sure. Um, and the last little bit we get is Kramer installs his Commando 450, and the shower pushes him out of the tub and kind of extended uh, an extended physical comedy bit of him trying to... What I noticed was that he's never really in the stream of the water. He's, you know, it's not... You can tell when it hits him, but it's not always hitting him. And I don't know why that was. Maybe they didn't want him to get too wet or maybe they didn't want it to splash out of the whatever they had set up for this shot. But um, it's the stream is not hitting him, but he's still, you know, it, he's still playing it very well. It, it, it is not, but it's uh, it's almost hitting the posters that he has hanging in his shower. Yeah, I know. It looked like the shower is in like the middle of a wood paneled living room or something. I mean, we we do know that uh, Kramer had the hot tub as the central feature of his living room. <laughs> yeah, maybe he just kept the plumbing and uh, and installed a, a little full tub in the middle of his living room. It's installed a uh, what would now be a rainfall shower, but just installed a, a normal shower head in the middle of his living room. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's the end of the episode. Oh my gosh. Okay, so what do we got for homework from this episode? Really, the only thing I wrote down was we'll find out if you can fail a drug test by eating poppy seed, anything, any sort of food with poppy seeds. Okay, and did you want to go back and watch a Serbian film or no? Uh, no, no. Let's okay, <laughs> okay. I, I, I think, I think that's a good call. Uh, we, we can, we can add it onto the end of our movies we need to watch queue that have come up yeah. from from this show. Yeah, it'll, it'll be. Very, very end. When we start our Patreon, that'll be yeah. a, a $10,000 tier. <laughs> Get that episode. $10,000 per month, I, <laughs> I, I should add. With, with a three-month commitment, then we, yes. will, then we will review a Serbian film. Um, okay, what do you like visually about this episode for cover art? Ah, man. Tough. Tough one. <laughs> this episode had so much going on for... I mean, if anything, they should have... They should have uh, padded this episode and made it an hour instead of the last one. Yeah, my God. There's so many concurrent plot lines. Um, are you thinking anything? Uh, the only thing that really jumped out at me was actually whenever Frank is calling Morty and yeah. just Frank on the phone. That looks, yeah, I like that. That sounds good. Yeah, or All maybe right. the, the other option would be Frank and, and Estelle and George on the couch at the end. That might be kind of funny. But I, <laughs> I, I, like I did just, like uh, that. The one shot of Frank <laughs> is good, too. All right. Let's, uh, let's see if we can come up with a better description. Um, okay. Because the one we had did have a lot of semicolons. Yeah. <laughs> so we had Jerry jokes about his uncle on television, semicolon. Elaine fails a drug test, semicolon. Guest, Jay Leno. <sighs> I mean, it doesn't bring up at all I, what I think is the 
it it does, but it doesn't about the parents being in Florida. Like, I think we can, I think we can make this better and shorter, and and maybe try to pull everything together. I mean, Elaine fails a drug test. I don't know if we need it because I mean, we also don't mention the shower head. So, um, what about uh, Jerry? Is this giveaway too much? Like Jerry sabotages a relationship. Well, all right, we'll, we'll start wordy and then maybe edit after that. But, you know, Jerry sabotages a relationship to get his parents to move back to Florida or something. Like something along those lines. Something in that direction. Hmm. And maybe you could I even don't... pull George into it as well. Like George and Jerry try to convince their parents to go to Florida. I mean, hmm. that that sort of does happen. They're just trying to convince it. Like Jerry's parents are going I, back. George is trying to. Get I think I. Move. I think I like leaving George out of the description and just having it be Jerry and like George would be the unintended consequence of Jerry trying to get his parents to move uh, back to Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do, are we fine with just Jerry tries to get his parents to move back to Florida? I like it. I yeah. like it. Do we need to keep guest Jay Leno? It, it, is Jay Leno's ego gonna be hurt if he doesn't get the special <laughs> guest in the description? I th- I like it as a uh, as a surprise because I feel like he's even been on. Haven't we seen Jay Leno before and he wasn't listed in the the guest? I think segment? so. Yeah. I feel like feel like we did, but maybe not. Um, <laughs> I can okay. drop it. Yeah, let's let's drop Jay Leno. My okay. God, uh, just like NBC dropped Conan O'Brien. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> God, that was almost ten years ago, and I'm still kind of salty about it. Uh, um, yeah. Rightly but so. Uh, okay, so so next week we have got season seven, episode sixteen, the doll. Original air date February twenty first, nineteen ninety six. And if you're looking in TV Guide that night, you are gonna see George is dismayed because one of the dolls in Susan's collection bears an uncanny resemblance to his mother. I mean, that is what the episode's gonna be about. But I already hate how long. Like that's one. Of, that's like you know. Go back to what I just did. Like that's one of my first passes on a synopsis. You know where I'm like, all right. Well, let, let me just tell you the direction I'm going, and then we'll like cut words out from there. But that person just stopped at step one. <laughs> Whoever this is is back on our bad list. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, uh, is that it? I think that's it. All right, for no hugging, no learning. I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Hollowell. Be good. Be good.